Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable if you have any questions during the show. Please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined live in studio by the one and only Kristen Howlett. Hello, everyone. Hello. And if you follow us on social media, you would have seen our little sneak preview of our, our video today. We, we had some fun. And you know why we had some fun during our video? Because we're going to have some fun tonight. Because we right? are fun. I know. I asked Kristen. I said, um, you want to do the show with me tonight? <laughs> of course. It's like always last minute when I'm asking you. But you always say yes. You never leave me hanging. Never. And here we are. You said as long as we have fun. So now the pressure's on. I got to have fun. <laughs> I got to make sure you have fun for the we next can, 45 well, we minutes. Can have fun. We, we can, can have, have fun. fun. I'm going to get us set up live on Facebook, so be sure to follow us on Boston Connect Real Estate and McNamara Broker Team, Kristen Hella, Realtor, um, uh, while you sort of reintroduce yourself to all of our listeners, how long you've been in the industry, how long you've been doing the show with me, where you service, everything like that. So, Kristen Howlett. My name is Howlett. I am a full-time real. Whoa, Mel just her headphones with her. I am a full-time realtor. Realtor uh, at Boston Connect Real Estate. I've been here um, just over five years, and I service pretty much anywhere: South Shore, Cape Cod. Um, I didn't go to Boston, north of Boston. I go anywhere. You I'm going to be anywhere. an empty nester, so I need oh, some I stuff know, to do. Oh, I know. Your youngest so is turning. He's turning 18 tomorrow, and um, soon he's going to be off to school, and I'm going to need to, you know, fill my time up with some real estate. With real estate. I know. We need uh, some travel. more real estate. I, I lost my train of thought for <laughs> Like real estate excursions, like adventures, real estate adventures. Real estate adventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. I do literally have gone everywhere. You will go everywhere. Um, and when you just said that you've been here for five years, I'm like, wait, I've been here for seven and I really don't remember a time where you like weren't my sidekick. Okay. So like what happened? Oh, here comes five? Mark with us. Here comes Mark with the sign. Oh, yeah. We could have left it out, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so we sort of collectively came up with our topic tonight. Again, we are going to be having some fun. So if you're not into fun, you can tune into a different station <laughs> or stop watching. Um, but 
Yeah, we're going to have some fun, and why don't you sort of uh, get our topic rolling here while I get us to continue set up here. So um, Talk Real Estate Roundtable really give you a lot of good information. We want to be valuable. We want to give back, but tonight we're just going to be fun. And Mel and I kind of, um, we, we collaborated over lunch about what we were going to do. And she wanted to do something about open houses. And then I found um, the top 10 most expensive sales in Massachusetts for 2022. And although it was fun... We couldn't really do it because you yeah. can't see it. I know that you, I, and I, I, I feel like I bursted your bubble a little you bit. A little I bit. know, and I apologize, mm-hmm. but in reality, like, I have to look at things from, like, the, the brokerage perspective. I had a meeting today with somebody, um, at, and they were sort of, like, talking to me as if I was an agent and blah, 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 and I was like, let me, let me just let you know what my role is here. Like, I have to look at things in a bigger perspective, and for that, it was like, you know, we're promoting all these properties properties that like yeah. we didn't have anything to do with yeah. and I want to be able to sort of have the conversation and be able to promote listings and talk about all these things that like you know we can talk about you know why I thought of that because I just sent Jay I just sent my son the fu- I don't even know why I thought it was so funny because it's actually not that funny but um I just sent him a meme from Facebook that was a picture of and it's and it's ironic because Sharon was trying to figure out so who sings because I'm happy if you feel like it. isn't that like Pharrell Pharrell or yeah so there was a picture on Facebook that said Pharrell here it is Pharrell has listed his Beverly Hills mansion for 17 million and then someone called com- commented this man live in Eddie College <laughs> yeah, I know. oh yeah I've seen that yeah <laughs> I see that and I thought. So that's what I thought of because I don't know why I thought that hysterical but. Again, we're on radio right now. It doesn't really, it doesn't transfer over. <laughs> I know. I, like, growing up and even now, like, I am I was always and now a visual learner. Like, I love to see, like, if I wasn't on the show, I'd probably watch us or this show on Facebook, like, rather than listen back because oh, I so like funny, to. that's so funny because I'm totally like auditory. To yeah. Like, I like to watch the podcast. Is that yeah. weird? I'm just a oh, visual well, person. Well, I do Juicy Scoop. I have yeah. to watch it. I do yeah. I do like to, um, when I'm home, I like to put her on YouTube because she also does a lot like she does. And Juicy Scoop is one of my favorite podcasts. All right. Uh, but yeah, but your top one is Talk Real Estate People, right? That's my favorite. Okay. Yeah, All right. Let's because- get to our topic, okay? So we are going to be talking about weird and wacky real estate facts that are actually true. Okay, so what is, you introduce our first one because they are they're all a little weird and wacky. I feel okay. like okay. Um, so the first one is <laughs> were you not prepared? <laughs> no, I am. I'm reading it. Okay, the first one is New York, the state of New York requires sellers to disclose that their property so this actually got brought up at a in a past show and i feel i remember being at the watd studio but i think we were there for like their open house or the chamber of commerce event that they did there last year maybe in the beginning of this year i have no idea um but i remember like talking about real estate myths so one of the real estate myths that like we were debunking is that like you know you don't want to um stigmatize a house okay Mm -hmm. So there are there was like this stigma or this um, misconception that like you had to say if somebody died in the house and really it's we have to disclose it if somebody asks the question. 
I think in the past 10 years, I've been asked the question maybe twice in all of the open houses I've done or private showings or anything. Like, I've been asked the question twice that I can remember. Um, but like, have you been asked the question? I have. Okay. I actually, believe it or not, okay, this is weird. We, we ended up bumping into the seller in between appointments and the seller was lovely and my buyers asked why she was leaving and she got really emotional she said that her partner had committed suicide and immediately because i'm super empathetic i was so sad about it but in their mind they started thinking and then once we went through and had the showing we came out and they immediately wanted me to ask if it if he the person had died and your client wanted to? the buyers did and then they wanted to go so far as to put something in their offer oh. saying that and i was like that is oh, so no. that is oh, so no, no. unsensitive insensitive like here's somebody who literally was just crying well, and what, although what i appreciate in the offer like that the house can't that, be haunted like nope, it, that, how, that, that no the offer that. that there was a content that the offer was contingent upon the fact that no one had died. And the first thing, of course, I'm caught between being sensitive to the seller, being sensitive to my buyer, because obviously that was something that was... But you know what? We go through houses... All, we don't know what happened. That that could happen. You just... You didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's a house around the corner from me, and, and there are a couple people that have died in the house. A gentleman that lived there, someone else had lived there. It doesn't stigmatize it. Yeah. But so they were super they were they were super yeah affected by it. That is interesting. So in the show that we did at WATD, um, you know, we were talking about only tell if somebody asks and stuff like that. Um, because you never want to stigmatize a property. But you know, in maybe your client's case or another person's case, like maybe they just wouldn't want to purchase a home. Wait, but like, can I just I, say, and you can guarantee that no one has died in a house. But can I just tell you, this is how we roll. Nowhere in fact, number one that I just said, does it say if someone died in a property? It just but said if it was haunted. Disclose their property is haunted. Uh, <laughs> we just went we on are, a complete We tangent. are on a... Um, so let me, let, me, let me clarify. In a case that made it all the way to New York State Supreme Court, the decision from Stambovsky and Ackley versus Ackley compels sellers of real estate in New York State to sign a separate disclosure if they do, in fact, believe their property. Popularly known as the Ghostbuster, the case is frequently discussed in property law classes, mentioned in textbooks, and cited by other courts. Mm. Ghostbusters, by the way, was written by Dan Aykroyd and based on his own family's <laughs> long history of ghost. Oh, well. And so then there they you made it with all women, right? I saw that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So New York requires sellers disclose that their property is haunted. So again, back to my WATD story before I interrupted again. We so we got a call and somebody said in New York, like it told us that like in New York, you do have to disclose if the house is haunted. Oh, and, really? And uh, it's true. So that's a wacky fact. <laughs> Back to our wacky fact. Is everybody having fun? Um, let I'm us know if you're having fun. fun. 781-837-4900. We are live on Facebook, too, so say holla. Um, let's get some callers Let's tonight. get some calling. We want to hear weird and wacky facts or stories or anything. Um, so, next one. We have, like, a whole list. Okay, the most expensive zip code. Do you know which one? It, did you look it up? Don't look. I want to know. Do you know? Oh, do you know which one it is? Do you, we're going to leave that one for last. Why? No, just do because it. I want to do two. a contest. If, if somebody calls oh. in or comments, if you know what the most expensive zip code in the United States is, I'll give you a $25 gift card <gasps> to Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, well, all the I, 
don't care. Somebody interact with us. <laughs> so, again, the most expensive zip code, call in 781-837-4900 or go to our Facebook Live and you can um, let us know what it is and we'll okay. give you a $25 gift card. Okay, next one. Next one, since we're skipping that one. Uh, San Francisco was built on sunken ships. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, during the California gold rush, hopeful prospectors sailed to California from all over the world. Once they arrived, many sailors and captains abandoned their ships, hoping to strike it rich in the gold fields. Because real estate in San Francisco was at a premium even back then. Yeah, see, I visited San Francisco and didn't love it. Really? Yeah, didn't love it. The ships were repurposed as jails, houses, or hotels. Some rotted and sank to the harbor or burned in the fire of 1851. Um, and it just keeps on going. I feel like the whole thing. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I don't really feel like that is like weird and wacky. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's so, interesting. Well, for people who like ships or sunken ships or whatever, like they like that. Well, I guess. Um, so number four, you do number four, I want to do it. Okay, fine. The world's tallest and largest private home is in Mumbai, India. And how tall is it? 27 holy, stories? Holy cow. 27 okay. stories tall. That is unbelievable. It's 400,000 square feet. Who needs that much? It's a one, it has a 108 car garage. For, for three, what? That is an apartment building. Three helipads. Several, several Indian swimming. billionaire Mukesh oh. Ambani, his family. The structure stands at standing 27 stories tall and has a total living floor area of 400,000 square feet. It was completed oh my gosh. in 2010. What? A snow room that spits out snowflakes. Oh, I was in, when I went to Vegas last month, we stayed at the Caesars Palace, and they have a snow room in the spa. Really? I sat in it, and it, it spit out snow. <laughs> so I've already done that. So I don't have to go to Mumbai to get into it. Well, go what we were Vegas. just talking about, um, it is also on record. How do you think you pronounce that? Antilia? Antilia? Mm. Oh, yeah. It's also on record as the expensive private home. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you must have, you know, just an endless supply of money for that. <laughs> well, he's a billionaire, apparently. He's a, more than I a wonder what he does. He's, he's got to be a bazil- bagillionaire. A bagillionaire. Um, okay, number five. Number five. I think this is interesting. Yeah, you ha- you're, you're a number five. In Hong Kong, many buildings skip the fourth floor. You may already know that some U.S. developers purposefully skip the 13th floor when planning mid and high-rise buildings due to the superstition around that supposedly unlucky number. But there are other versions of this aversion across the world. When constructing buildings with multiple floors, Chinese builders often, often skip the fourth floor due to the belief that the number itself brings bad luck. Transversely, the eighth floor is considered rather lucky and typically goes for a higher price. In Chinese, the word four sounds similar to the word four. Okay. Yeah, number six is kind of a deflating (laughs) one, too. Um, Yeah, that is so. So they skipped the fourth. Yep. They, they they believe it's bad luck. Um, I would think that what team they're like they're, you know how like hotels like um, some hotels like skip the thirteenth floor. Yeah, did you the, were you not listening? No, to me? I wasn't because George was texting me. Um, George, we have a caller, right? George George is texting me that we have a caller. Yes, we do. Oh okay. my gosh! Okay, so and who do we have on the line? Hi. Hi. So how are you? I may. I'm good. I may have listened to the question improperly. I think you guys asked what the most expensive zip code in the country was, but now I think you may have said all of the world. What was no. The no, that in the in the U.S. The U.S. Okay. I will give you. I so will I, give you a hint. Okay, go ahead. It's not in New. Okay, it's not in New England. How about? 
Um, okay, wait. I'm trying to think of this. The, the, the <laughs> Do you want a hint? Of, wait, hold on. Yeah, I, I know it's out in California, right? So yeah, bingo. It, it, it's um, in California. Yeah, right? So, 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 what is what is the name of this show? I can't remember it anymore. Um, oh, <laughs> oh, I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> oh my god, I can't even. Okay, but um, I don't know, but it's it's zero. I don't even know. It's I don't even know. Um, you know the one with Sharon. Nine hundred two one zero. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? So here's 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 Am the right? here's the thing. So the most expensive zip code is Atherton, California, which is in okay. I guess Los Angeles County. Um, but lo- so okay. LA County has actually 21 zip codes in it. So I feel like that sort of makes sense that it would be sort of like the most expensive uh, like county to live in. But it's Atherton, California, and it's been the um, the highest priced zip code for the past like. I don't know, six, says, seven years. Says right? more than three years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I just Googled so it to make I, sure that we were correct, and now it's up to six years. Wow. Yeah. Great. So when I first called in immediately, of course, I'm in New England, and I said, Nantucket, 02554, no one can afford to live there. I know, right? <laughs> and funny you should say that because the one, the person next to me is going on vacation there soon. I literally just said today that I'm going to leave my business card everywhere in Nantucket because <laughs> all I'd... All I'd have to do is sell like two there a year, and I'd be set. <laughs> You'd be set. <laughs> you might be able to move so to Athens. I will give you a heads up. I used to live on Nantucket. I used to spend my summers there in my twenties, oh. and I have some good girlfriends who still live there. Oh. So I'm going to give a shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to Beth English. She has current vintage on Nantucket. She has the most amazing wine and cheese shop with oh, vintage I'm go. clothing. Oh, vintage yeah. clothing. Oh. You have to go see her. Oh, that is so up my alley. Amazing. Oh, we love this. Oh, that's. I need and to write that down. Current, yeah. current vintage. Current vintage. Current vintage. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. It's, it's the best. So. All right. So my 22 year old. Thank you for taking my call. But, yeah, 23 years, you're going to have the best time ever. Oh, oh yeah. no. My 23-year-old is over there now for the... Tw- he's 22. Oh, I thought he's... you were 23. Oh. <laughs> no. I'm 52. <laughs> and I'm 32. <laughs> um, no, but he's over there right now during the time of his... yeah. having so much fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. I was just a little bit older when I first started there. I was about 23 or 24. Oh, but, yeah, that's so the fun. best time. So All fun. right. What was your name you, again? Ladies. What yeah, was your well, name again? Mary. Oh, Mary, give give your contact information to George because we're going to give you the gift card anyways because you called Thank in and you, you gave us such a great uh, place to go and shop. We love that. We love shopping. So we're going to we're going to support your friend over over at the oh, vintage shop. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, but give your contact information to George. So don't hang up right away. George, just make sure you grab that from Mary and we're going to send you a gift card. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. Uh, thank great you day. so much thank for you. listening and calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yay. Oh, that was so yes, exciting. I love that. And we have a new place to shop. That's right. Fabulous. This is fabulous. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was... Oh, great oh, show. We're on number six. Oh, we are? What is it? You're up. A zero energy self-sustaining floating facility is coming to uh, Dubai. Oh. oh, yeah. I feel like I knew that. See, oh. I would have thought that the most expensive private residence was in Dubai. Me too. That's that's what I would have thought. Because everything that I and I'm learning this after I went to Vegas that like maybe not everything you see is not what is what you should expect. But what I've seen, I've never been to Dubai. But what well, I've seen on TV and well, in movies, you know me, I like money. I have watched Dubai. I I know, and I believe my mother has too, and she uh, will be texting me. I wonder in when a that's coming seconds. back on. Um, I don't know. D- didn't one of them like come from another? 
show and then moved to Dubai and was on it or something? I don't know. Um, but it, they're going to be a floating city. Okay, so this is the coolest idea for reaching climate goals. Elon Musk announced his Tesla solar roofs. So I guess that's probably, I don't know. Proposed building a vertical city <gasps> on the water? What? Goodness. No, I don't know. It's a pro- projected completion date of 2030. Well, Wait, so in seven years they're going to complete a whole entire city? No, no. It started It started in 2008. Okay, still, 11 it's years? It's called Knowledge. The city will have zero waste policy, renewable resources such as solar panels, wind turbines, wind power. It will house 25,000 in its open structure with green areas on every level, allowing natural light and ventilation. Wow. Wow. All right, well, that was both fascinating weird and wonderful Uh, okay moving on uh oh this one was the most interesting to me (laughs) (laughs) so there's a surprising number of laws about bathtubs so i love a good bathtub i mean i don't ever take baths uh shower every day but i if i had the time and the energy and the commitment i would take a bath um i I do i like baths. oh i love i I love a good bath um, and maybe my bath is small, or maybe I'm too big for my bath. But um, but the, I they have so many wacky things about baths. So like, okay, so there are uh, in. Did you know that in Brooklyn it is illegal to have a donkey in your bathtub? A donkey. Do you think? Do you, how many donkeys do you think are in the middle of Brooklyn? Well, in Arkansas, <laughs> you can't keep a gator. Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever been to Arkansas. <gasps> oh, my gosh. What? Forget about keeping your horse in a clawfoot tub in South Carolina. Well, where else is it supposed to? Oh, this is a weird and wacky one. <laughs> yeah, this you, is weird. You may also be surprised that you can't bathe after 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in Piqua? What, what, what's the name of that? In Ohio. P-I-A? You can't take You can't take a bath after 10 p.m. You must be fully clothed to take a bath in Portland, Portland Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> What's the point? Just go outside. Although, at least you can have a bathtub in your house. It's technically still illegal in Virginia. Well, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to start door knocking. You got I, a bathtub I mean, in there? Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I'm there's, there's more like bathtub laws. But I was like going through this list. I'm like, okay, so forget my next Brooklyn trip. I can't bring my donkey to keep that it in the bathtub. So funny. Uh, if I was ever going to go to Arkansas, I could never see a gator in a tub. And uh, forget about a horse in a clawfoot. Hey, but Melissa, I wonder if, yeah. We have another caller. <gasps> Another it's caller. a record. We have <laughs> Dee from Plymouth wants to talk about a ghost story. Oh, oh good. From Plymouth. Hello. Hi. Hi. Do you call before about a no. ghost? Okay. No. I think I. No? Not about a ghost story. Uh-huh. Um, I called in asking questions about um, how to take a real estate class. I'm Dee Denise on Facebook. Oh, hi. Hi. Yes. Hello. Thank you for calling again. You're right, welcome. Dee, tell us your story. Yeah. Tell us your ghost story. Okay, so I have a ghost that moved with, um, actually not with me, with my uncle. But So the house I grew up in was in Dorchester, and it was in my family for 75 years. Um, And due to illness and whatnot, the house had to be sold. And there was an old lady ghost in the house. The story was that she died in the house. And when my family moved in, you could hear her going up the stairs at night, and you could hear her going up and down the stairs throughout the day. And I always just thought the stairs creaked. 
but as I got to older, I used to listen when the house was quiet, and you could legitimately hear somebody walking up and down the stairs. Did it scare you? Like, were you scared, or was it almost... This sounds weird, but like I would think sometimes it could be a little comforting. That sounds weird. Yeah. I wasn't scared because my whole life they talked about it, and yeah. they always used to talk to her. They just called her old lady, old and they would lady. say, there's the old lady. Oh. And sometimes the lights would go on and off in the attic when people weren't in there. Yeah. And they would just say, that's the old lady. So growing up there as a little kid, I always heard about it, so I wasn't scared. Um, they said that she was harmless. So fast forward to when I had to help clean out the house. Um, I wasn't responsible for cleaning up the house, but cleaning out the house, but that's a whole different story. We're not going there tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a will and, you know, that's a whole different topic. Anyway, so um, I was in the house cleaning it out and I could hear somebody going up and down the stairs almost like they were running. Um, and it's funny because I was running up and down the stairs to fill box and put them in my car and whatnot. Well, the final load of stuff, I said, goodbye, old lady, I'm going to see you. And that was the end of that. So my Do you think she came, was following? She was worried you were going to leave without her? Oh. Probably. Yeah. So my mom was in assisted living at that point down here in Plymouth, and my uncle had to move in with me because um, he could no longer live alone. Um, so then all of a sudden at night, my stairs are carpeted, so you can't really hear them creak, but you could hear somebody on the stairs because my son came into my bedroom, and he's like, where's John? And John could no longer do stairs by this point. I said, he's in his room. He goes, you better go check. So I went downstairs, and I looked, and he was in his room. He's like, I could swear I just heard somebody on the stairs. I said, I know, I heard it, too. Oh I said, I wonder if the old was here. So we waited a couple of days, and we could hear somebody on the stairs that night. And all of a sudden, like, strange things started to happen, little things. Oh, so I said word. to John, do you think the old lady from 1681 came with you? And he's like, I don't know. I was wondering because I thought I heard somebody on the stairs. I said, yeah, we heard it too. Crazy. That is interesting. So then That's... in 2020, my mother died in February. John died in April. And unfortunately, my 30-year-old son died in June Aww. on the 25th. My birthday is the 24th. So that was a horrible, horrible, horrible year. But now, in the middle of the night, not only do I hear the old lady, but John used to always get up around 3 o'clock in the morning and go to the bathroom. The bathroom light comes on and off around 3 o'clock in the morning. Things that John used to do, he used to stir the peanut butter a certain way. I've purposefully left it unstirred because I noticed after he died, it was stirred the way he used to leave it. Oh so I purposefully left it unstirred and took a picture of it. A couple of days later, it was stirred the way he stirred. Wow. Oh, that is not. So he's here. He's definitely here. But um, again, it's not like they're they're not mischief. They're not scary. And uh, yeah, hanging out. My mother, however, who never lived here, she was just in assisted living. Um, she does weird stuff. Like, she appeared behind me in the mirror one day, and I could see her. 
and that scared the absolute hell out of me because oh I've never God. heard of seeing a dead person. Um, so I started screaming, and my kids thought I was crazy because they couldn't see her. Um, oh, wow. So you're, you are full of ghost stories. I was just going to yeah. say, too. Have you ever heard of um, Have you ever heard of Maureen Hancock? Yeah. She does. So have you ever seen No. Yeah, she. I want to go though. Yeah, you should go. She's awesome. She, um, I live in Bridgewater. She lives in Bridgewater. I've known her forever. Um, I've never seen her show. Um, I lost my dad, uh, right before my husband and I got married, and I always got freaked out when she was around me. And finally said, if if you feel something or you hear something, I don't want to know because I felt like it would make me really sad. But anyways, she's got such a nice way about her. But she does say too that sometimes, like they that the other world in spirits are attracted to people like you who kind of welcome them. Like, if you're open to it, they're open. But if you're, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So you definitely probably give off that, like, accepting. You're probably just a free spirit, and, you know, they feel comfortable around you, which is, I think, comforting. I guess. Yeah. 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 It can be. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks so much. Thank for you calling so much Dee. for calling D and listening to us. I know you listen to us all the time. So we appreciate that. That was a great story. I did finish the real estate class with Charlie Burke, like you guys nice. recommended. Nice. Oh, good. Yeah, we love Charlie. He's been on the show. We always need to. So now I'm just waiting um, to get my date to take the test. Nice. Good for and you. Then good for you. Touch. Congratulations. Yes. That's Give awesome. us a call back. Thank We're you. here. All right, take care. And I do, I also have a plug for my girlfriend. She lives in Middleborough, but she runs a shop. You guys might have heard of her, Mermaids on Cape Cod. She's um, a small store, but she does um, a lot of live selling online. Um, so she's 855 Route 28 West Dennis Mouth. Um, and online, she's Mermaids on Cape Cod. Um, oh, I love that plug. She's just a lovely, lovely girl. What's her um, first name? Woman. Um, her first name is Sherry. She used Sherry. to have. She used to have the old company store in Wareham. Yeah, that close. But a I while have heard back. of that mermaid. Yeah, she's fabulous. Oh, that's um, fun. Another All right, place that's for a good plug. Shop. Yep, perfect <laughs> plug. Well, we thank you that. so much, Jean, for calling in and listening to us. We appreciate it. Take care. Have a good night. Yeah, good. That's awesome. Thank Bye-bye. You. Whoa, two calls. That was Fun. I know we have a little bit over 10 minutes left, so if anybody else wants to call us, yeah, yeah, give might. us a ring. 781-837-4900. Again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We're just having fun tonight. So, um, number eight, facts about tiny house. The thinnest house in the world in Warsaw. Warsaw? Warsaw. Warsaw, Warsaw Poland. Warsaw, Poland. Yeah. Warsaw. Or I've never been to Poland, never been to Arkansas, never been to Poland. I don't think I've ever been to Ohio either. Central Warsaw is running out of space and opening creative opportunities for architects. That's why the Corette House is the skinniest house in the world at just four feet wide. No, thank you. <laughs> it utilizes 30 feet of height. How do you height. sleep? I don't know. I mean, I, look at How I do mean, you sleep in four feet? I wish you could see, see it. Yeah. Or Google it. Yeah. Google it. <sighs> Anyways. Oh, oh, this one is exciting. I like this. Okay. Uh, 
Oh no, not the not not. I'm fine. Number ten. One lucky winner rejected a life size replica of the house, The Simpsons. Stop it. There's a picture right here, and it literally is The Simpsons' house. So in 1997, Pepsi and Fox ran a contest that offered a grand prize of a full size, habitable, accurate, down to the furniture version of The Simpsons' house. The winner of the contest could take the home or $75,000 cash, and tragically, they opted cash instead. So sad. Um, but the house still does the house still exist? So it says that architects, interior designers, furniture makers, and about a dozen other professionals were said to have gathered in a Las Vegas ballroom for weeks. The home was built in nearby Henderson, Nevada, which I went to Henderson last month with my friend Karen, and we uh, we went to Henderson, a beautiful community. Did you go to the Simpsons? We house? did not. I have to I have to text her and ask her Simpsons house because her, um, we went to her family um, and we had a very lovely dinner there. Um, Owen oh, Hallett would have loved Yeah, he loves them. Yeah. Growing up, we, I watched this. My brother watched The Simpsons. Um, but yeah, it says in Henderson, Nevada, and watched more than 100 episodes of The Simpsons together to get the details just oh right. God. And then they didn't need it. That is <laughs> they, the, they took the $75,000 cash. All right. I think we got the next three, I think, are pretty wild. Okay, go ahead. A secret apartment sits atop the Eiffel Tower. I've never been to Paris either. Mm. As part of his commission for the design, the most famous Parisian landmark, Gustave Eiffel, oh, Eiffel, maintained ownership. Get it together, Melissa. I just snorted. <laughs> A secret 1,000 square foot apartment at the top of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to pronounce it like a French. Oh, France. God. Number 12, Sears used to sell mail order homes. I, I think a lot that, of people Yeah, know I this. feel like a lot of people know. Yeah. And you could pick from a catalog which one you want. Now, number 13 is pretty fun. Billionaire Warren Buffett still lives his modest home in Omaha, Nebraska. I feel like he might own a few homes. He just happens to still own that house. He apparently likes living in his unassuming home in Omaha. He bought it in 1958 for $31,500, which translates to about 250000 in today's dollar. Now it's well worth over 833 selling it any time. He called it the third best in... Oh, interesting. Um, what is what is 14? What does that mean? You you, you've never seen Lord of the Rings? Oh, Brian. No, my husband, I'm sure he, he's a Lord of the Rings fanatic. Okay, the Shire really does exist, sort of. Uh, so it says, the, we know this looks like a set piece from the Lord of the Rings, but it's actually just one of the more than two dozen real homes you can rent on Airbnb in beautiful, I don't know, Charlevoix, Michigan. Have I been to, I don't think I've ever been to Michigan oh either. Oh my gosh. So the homes were like... built by a Northern Michigan native Earl Young and constructed mainly from stone and boulders from Lake Michigan and Lake Charlotte, whatever. Um, well, that's interesting. I want to go there. Does anyone want to go there with me? All right. Brian and I can go on vacation yeah, he together. Would love that. <laughs> Number 16. The most expensive home ever sold in the United States is a penthouse in New York City's Central Park South. Now we're talking. Yeah. Okay. How much did it sell for? 238 million in 2019. What? To billionaire Ken Griffin, founder and chief executive of the global investment firm Citadel. Uh, mm. It was, oh my gosh, 
the it property was unfinished. was unfinished. When the deal closed, it was expensive to sale in the United States. Was that on the I'm, real estate I'll, show? I wonder if Ryan's rent sold I know. Day. I was just going to... I'm, I'm going to look it up. You go to the next one. I'm going to look up this one. This one's kind John Travolta's driveway is actually a runway. I mean, what's so weird and wacky about that? Nothing. Yeah, everyone knows that Who he cares? rides a plane. Yeah, that's boring. <laughs> um... Uh, the Church of Scientology, a ton of historic Hollywood real estate. Now, I will say, if you've ever been to L.A., um, that Scientology, that it that is a pretty impressive building. The the, which one? The Scientology. Oh, the Scientology. Yeah. 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 Um, so... Is that in California? Did I yes. just... Yeah, I think I saw them um, from a distance. <laughs> according Church of Scientology, by owns, by most accounts, more historic buildings in Hollywood than any other... Who? Good. This, the Church of Scientology owns a ton of historic Hollywood real estate and owns, by most accounts, more historic buildings in Hollywood than any other entity. Hmm. Do you remember who, who founded Scientology? Not Tom Cruise. But well, if, uh, if somebody can call and tell us who... Oh, is it, Oh, yeah. Okay. Call us. You have five minutes. Call, call us. us and if who, you know. <laughs> if yeah. you know who founded Scientology. Who founded Scientology. Oh, gosh. We're, we're um, really grasping at straws here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm gonna be because this, this, you know what? They could have struck. Yeah, this is like, yeah. I'm trying to say like how how wild and wacky is it that a Canadian? Why just because they're and it's in America? Not so we. <laughs> yeah, who wrote um, this list? Yeah, this. I, I, we need at least one more wacky. Um, um, almost all millionaires built their fortune through real estate. Well, that's a no. That's why everyone. Yeah. Well, sell, I just looked should, up. I just looked. At, so the person who bought the penthouse have has spent. Um, like over seven hundred million dollars on personal real estate in the past five years. Wow! Wow! The Empire State Building makes more money from ticket sales than rent. Hmm. What? That's what did it say? Listen, I. You know what? Who wrote this article? <laughs> I need to know this. I forgot. We we really. You know what? Real estate humor. I'm not sure who wrote this article, but they they 100 could have stopped at number ten, and and the fact that there may go on because these are not. Really wild and wacky. These are just kind of fluff. All right. Do you have a personal wild and wacky? <laughs> uh, I was thinking of one, and now I can forgot. I was thinking of one, but this is what happens to me now. I forget. Mm. I I feel like I I support I supported the Empire State Building when I went there, and uh, they made money off of me. Didn't you go there too? How on earth? Okay, we just went through. It's six fifty-seven. We went through an entire weird and wacky real estate facts show. And guess what number 38 is? <laughs> Technology is changing how people do real estate. How is that wild and wacky? It's I, not. I guess for people who don't. Yeah, that's not funny. No, hey. it's not wild. Yeah. Yeah, I got a caller. They actually don't want to be in the air, but they okay. gave me an answer to your earlier question. What okay. I forgot the question myself, but he had said that R. Ron Hubbard was the answer. And this is Dan from Hanson who had called in. Hey, Dan. No, he's, he, he doesn't, doesn't want, want to you. talk to you. It's L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, that's L. Ron, <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if Ding you have his, if you have his contact information too, we'll give him a gift card. <laughs> You'd have to call me then. Oh, call, oh, call Dan, back. Call back, Dan. Call back. You can get a gift. I wanted to do a little promo tonight on my Celsius Peach Vibe Celsius. My Peach Vibe Celsius, and want to hear a funny. This is wild and wacky. All right, fact. hurry up. You only got two minutes. I want um, you to give your contact information. So they had a class lawsuit. Celsius. I forget why. Maybe I don't know what it was. But the kid said, "Oh, mom, because we buy it all the time." And I just got like a twelve dollar gift card for this because of this class action lawsuit. <laughs> okay, great. Anyways, if you want to get in touch with Kristen Howlett, Kristen, how can people get in touch with you? You can follow me on Instagram 
Kristen oh. Hallett. You can follow me on Facebook, Kristen Hallett. I have a personal and a business, Kristen Hallett. You know what? Google. We are we are changing Boston Connect's whole image on Google. We're going to be all out there. Mm. Um, Google me. Kristen Hallett Realtor. Google me. Um, you Leave can call Google me. Review. Six, oh, I need some Google reviews, so that would be great. You can even Google review the the if you had okay. fun tonight. Yeah. You can Google review yeah. that. Google review that you love us and we had so much fun in this. Yeah, was we a great need show. all the reviews. Give your contact information one more time. 617-448-4896. And just Google search all the social media. Yeah. Go to BostonConnect.com. You can get all of our contact information there. You can go to Talk Real Estate Roundtable to listen to any of our past shows or you you can just type in Talk Real Estate Roundtable into your podcast app. Thank you so much, Kristen, so for being such a good sport. I mean, um, spending Tuesday night Celebra- with you. Celebrating Tuesday with you. <laughs> and we are celebrating with everybody here tonight, too. So thank you so much. We will be back on Saturday.